Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. Our listener support campaign continues. You can become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net and join more than 250 listeners in supporting the program, as well as getting a monthly newsletter. Well, now it is time for this week's episode of The Adventures of Bill Lance, the original air date, October the 12th, 1947, and the title is Death Wears a New Dress. The American Broadcasting Company challenges you to a startling puzzle in crime. The Adventures of Bill Lance, starring Gerald Moore, with Howard McNear as Professor Ulysses Higgins. Hello, I'm Bill Lance. I'm primarily a composer, also a criminologist. Perhaps it's more accurate to call me a student of human nature. You know, I believe that crime is the result of a delinquent society, that the criminal mind is a sick mind, and that the symptoms of that sickness are always apparent in the behavior of the criminal. Therefore, if you would expose a criminal, look for fingerprints on the doorknob, but also look for imprints on the human mind. In short, human emotions are my clues. Oh, yes. (laughs) I also play the piano. you can say a lot of things that way. Sometimes it's an accompaniment to thinking, particularly when you're trying to unravel some of the tangles of human behavior, helping to bring some kind of order into the chaos which people seem to create so easily. Why, for instance, when when everybody was so curious, if not furious, about the new trend in fashions, should death choose to wear a new dress? (laughs) Never can tell how swiftly a familiar human problem can build into a Tragic snarl of emotions. (laughs) As a matter of fact, even my friend Professor Ulysses Higgins seemed to be building himself up to a passionate fury the night it all started. And just because I felt like doing a little work on my concerto. MgCl2 plus CaOH2 equals MgOH2 plus CaH. No, 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 C-A-C-L-2, uh-huh, yes, 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 yes. Perhaps if I modulate into F-sharp in this phrase. Uh-huh, but if you add calcium hydroxide to magnesium chloride, you precipitate the magnesium as a hydrate. Maybe a progression of chords ending with a diminished seven. M-G-E-C-L-2 plus T-A-O-H-2 equals M-G-O. Oh! Oh? You're speaking to me, Ulysses? My dear maestro, I'm merely trying to equate chemical compounds in my mind. Or what's left of my mind with that infernal noise you're making? Noise? (laughs) My dear professor, what strikes your thin ear as noise may be heavenly music to a more discriminating auditor. Even if your proposition were true, your premise is false. You cannot call that piano tinkering music. (laughs) Touche. Let's argue the point, huh? (laughs) Saved by the bell. 
shall I answer? Yeah, I wouldn't dream of taking you away from your magnesium and hydrates. Hello. Bill? Bill Lance? Is... Oh. Hello. I, I don't know whether you remember me, Bill. No, you didn't start by saying guess who, so it must be somebody I like. It's Joan Adams. Joan! Why, darling, it's been over a year. Where have you been? Oh, around. Huh? Still in pictures? Yeah, well, I couldn't think of a nicer figure for it to happen to. <clears throat> Where? At Al Reed in Beverly Hills. Yeah, oh, very she-she. Bill, Bill, you were always different. From what? Well, you always would give me good advice. Oh, yes. Sometimes I talk too much for my own good. I'm in a jam. Oh, where are you living now? I'll come right over. I, I can't see you tonight, Bill. I tomorrow, can... then? Well, tomorrow is the fall fashion opening at Al Reed. Oh, good. I'll see you there. Why not? I've been wanting to get a look at the new styles that give every woman's figure a chance. <laughs> kind of nice, huh, you, Lucy? <laughs> yeah. Monsieur, madame. Oh, she's There has been much, too much idle conversation about the new trends in Milady's fashion. As soon as I mean, the world can stand still. But no. As we change within, we must change without. <laughs> without what? Shh, talking about clothes. Without clothes? Please. But, uh, <laughs> but I, Henri, look to the future. <clears throat> and in the future, I see the past. And in both, I see today's woman. The neatest trick of the week. Yeah. I bet he told fortunes before he got into this racket. So now, mes amis, today's woman, a la Henri. Pull yourself together, Ulysses. Oh, yes, uh, first, the cocoon. The new svelte silhouette in smooth black wool. No accentuations of shoulders. No accentuations of the waistline. In fact, no accentuations at all. In fact, no good. A little confining, don't you? Where? <laughs> next, uh, next, the triangle. In shimmering red velvet. With gracefully sloped shoulders swinging simply but dramatically to the low and white flung hem. It must swing, and swing low. Swing low, sweet cherry Yes, And now, and now with dramatic file, the wasp. With the diminished shoulders, the padded bosom, the rounded hip line, and the pinched waist. Hey, yes, now that, that's more like it. Huh? That reminds me of my grandmother. It does. You better not tell Joan that. Oh, is that Joan uh, modeling that one? Yes. Yeah, she doesn't look too good. Why, whatever's the matter with that girl? Hello, Joan. Yeah. Yeah, well, Oh. Joan! Pardon me, may I get through, please? Joan! Mon Dieu! What has happened? What is it? Miss Adams, Joan! She can't hear you, Henri. Joan's dead. I found something, Bill. I want to introduce you to Miss Sandra Weston. <laughs> come in, come in, Miss Weston. You did find something, Professor. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> hello, Miss Weston. Hello, Mr. Lance. Well, weren't, weren't you the cocoon? <laughs> the svelte silhouette and smooth black wool? Yes, I modeled that one. Uh, Sandra, why didn't you tell me that Miss Adams was ill when she came in today? But, hmm? Henri, I didn't know she was ill. Oh. She, she was upset, but she seemed perfectly well. Did she tell you why she was upset? No, why should she? Were you close friends? We shared a dressing room. We liked each other. Is that what you mean? 
I can't understand what... No, neither can I. Oh, there you are, Lance. I got your message and I... Oh, am I interrupting something private? Hi, Inspector. Thanks for dropping by. Inspector? Oh, Henri, meet Inspector Holland, Bloodhound. Oh, oh, mon Dieu. Sandra Weston. Hello. Well, you know Professor Higgins, of course. Yeah, I know him. I feel exactly the same way. But, Mr. Lance, this is not a matter for the police. Huh? What's the gag, Lance? Well, a girl by the name of Joan Adams, one of Henri's models, died here just a few minutes ago. How? She collapsed in the salon. Sounds like a job for a doctor, not me. I had an idea it might be in your territory, Inspector. Yeah? I came down here to see Joan Adams. Dead or alive? No jokes. I knew Joan. I saw her die. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, she called me last night. She was in trouble. What kind? That's what I came here to find out. But trouble caught up with her first. Uh-huh. You think it may be suicide? Suicide? Yes, I know, Miss Weston. You're thinking the same thing I am. Joan wasn't that kind of a girl. Uh-huh. Then maybe murder. Maybe. Murder? Oh, no. No, no, no. Impossible. How do you know it wasn't murder, Henry? How do I know? Inspector, this is Beverly Hills. Ah, yes. And naturally, that changes everything. Not for me. What have you got besides theories, Lance? A box of aspirin, a bottle of vitamin pills. Here. Found them on Joan's dressing table. Yeah. Well, I guess I might as well take them down and have them analyzed. Will you let me know what you find? Sure. I wouldn't want you to waste your time. I'll give you a buzz, too, Henry, in case you're interested. Me? Oh, what does it matter? I'm ruined already anyway. Oh, Ulysses, will you answer that, please? No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's one way of getting you to stop playing. Oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> hello. Hello, Lance. Ah, uh, you guessed right. That girl didn't want to live. She took poison. Marco benzotrinic acid. There's no proof she took it, Inspector. No proof she didn't. Analysis of the stomach content showed that she'd eaten lunch, had a couple of cocktails, an aspirin, and a vitamin pill. But don't get any ideas. The bottle of aspirin and the vitamin pills you found showed nothing. wonder where she got the cocktail. Listen, Lance. You yourself told me she was in some kind of trouble. But whatever it was, she couldn't face it, that's all. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Goodbye. Hmm. Yeah. A little late for company? Never too late for this place. Oh, don't bother. No, 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 I'll get it. Hello. You have the wrong apartment. Everything's wrong. Even this apartment. I can't help that. Good night. Oh, wait a minute, Ulysses. Isn't it? Why, <laughs> sure, it's George Kincaid. Oh, is this? Then this man here was just killing me. Who is this, Bill? George Kincaid. He's a jeweler in Beverly Hills. Don't mention this. Oh, can I please come in and sit down? Yeah, you better before you fall down. Thank you. <laughs> there goes my dinner. Oh, George. Here, wait a minute. Here's a chair. <laughs> Feels good. Uh, what is it? Chins and mohair. Hall bell. Hi, George. <laughs> bill, 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 bill. That's me, Bill. Bill, you don't know how glad I am to see you. Bill, I, I just had to see you. You were there. You, you'll understand. Oh, of course. Now, give me a break, George. Start from the beginning, huh? All right, Bill. I'll start right from the very beginning. That's the place. You know... Bill, who is that man over there in the corner? <laughs> Nobody. He just lives here. Oh. Well, all right, then, Bill. I'll start right from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You see... 
Don't look at me, you. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, George. Why'd you come here? Oh, look, Bill, you, you saw everything. I Henry told me. Uh-huh. Oh. Bill. Bill, it's all my fault. Oh. That poor girl, Bill. I didn't. Oh, he's delirious. Not yet, Ulysses. Give him time. Hey, Bill, you know Bruce Randolph? Oh, sure. Lives in Bel Air. Lots of money. One of my very best customers. Bought a bracelet for his wife's birthday a couple of months ago. Diamonds and rubies. Red ones. The real thing, too. And then, then a couple of days ago, Mrs. Randolph comes in buying something. So, naturally, I asked her how she liked the bracelet. You know what she said? What bracelet? Doing. You see what I mean? Yes, they've shot people for less than that, Jordan. I know, Bill. I'm no good. I started the whole thing. You see, Mr. Randolph was a little extra extra correct. He played around. With Joan Adams. Mm -hmm. How did you know? You just told me. Oh? I knew you'd understand, Bill. Bill, Bill, I feel better. I'm glad. I I guess I'll go now, huh? Yes, so you can make it. I got here, didn't I? Yeah. Bill, I, I certainly am glad I, I had this nice little talk with you. Uh, that man's looking at me again. <laughs> Watch out, Bill. He's got an evil eye. Oh, my. There goes the forerunner of a beautiful hangover. Oh, Bill. <laughs> How can you waste your time on a drunken fool like that? Who wasted time? Ah, Ben, I don't start building a case on a lot of idle talk about a bracelet. He didn't even know who Mr. Randolph gave it to. But I do, evil eye. Look, diamonds and rubies. Real thing. Where did you get that bracelet? Off Joan's wrist. What are you going to do? Oh, perhaps I'll give it to Mr. Randolph. So he can give it to Mrs. Randolph for her next birthday. So long, Ulysses. Where are you going so early? I have a date with a cocoon. A uh, what? Oh, oh, I see. Yes, well, if it hadn't been for me, you wouldn't even know that there was a Sandra Weston. After all, I found him. Why, Professor? I didn't know you cared. Why didn't you say something? I haven't had a chance to speak to her about it yet. i tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll put in a good word for you. <laughs> Sandra, there are no microphones under the table. Nobody's even looking this way. You can now speak freely. What do you want to know? Well, just what do you think of the broken down hemline and the droopy skirt? <laughs> that isn't a fair question. I make a living showing how fashions change. Honey, this is no change. It's a revolution. That doesn't excite <laughs> me. I've been through too many of them. At Henri's? He ought to give me a pension. I've been there so long, he thinks I'm one of the fixtures. Baby, any time you want to break your contract, I could be interested. That's a nice speech, Mr. Lance. But you're not in the dress business, and you didn't ask me to lunch just to talk shop, did you? Would you say Joan Adams is shop talk? I can't get Joan out of my mind, either. I've got somebody else on my mind now. Oh? No. A fella named Randolph. Oh, you know. A little. Well, then, I suppose there's no reason for my trying to cover up for Joan any longer. Yeah, I wondered why you didn't say anything. Oh, 
for what Joan did with her own affair. And now that you... Well, why start in any ugly gossip? Yeah. What was Joan really worried about? Yesterday morning, Mrs. Randolph called her and asked her to have lunch. Oh, that explains the cocktail. What? Well, she had a couple of drinks with Mrs. Randolph, that's all. Did she tell you how the meeting turned out? Well, she got back to the shop before I did, but when I started to go into our dressing room, I heard her calling with someone. Did you recognize the voice? It was Bruce. Randolph. But that doesn't prove anything, does it? No, yes, it does. Proves something very important. Hmm? Proves how lucky I am. Lucky? Yeah. If all this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have met you. Oh. <laughs> well, then, I, I'm lucky, too. Now you've made me an honest man. I don't have to play detective anymore just to make a date with you. Tonight? Well, there's a slight conflict tonight. I'll break it. That might lead to a complication. Oh, I can be so discreet. But it's a friend of yours. Oh, that even makes it easier. Who is it? Professor Higgins. Oh, Professor. <laughs> Ulysses! Well, what do you know? <laughs> when did he make the date? He called us before you picked me up. <laughs> Wait, it's two timing double... On second thought, more power to him. Right now, he and I have some shopping to do in Beverly Hills. Believe me, Mr. Lance, I would be only too willing to help you, but of course it is completely unnecessary now. Is it Henri? Oh, I have talked with the inspector, Arland. Uh, it is very sad. Poor girl. Destroyed herself. I wonder why. Ah, oh, who knows? There are so many reasons why one can despair. Of course, I, I didn't know poor Joan very well. Uh, well, well enough, she, she had been with me only a few months. But it does not mean that I don't suffer as though she had been with me for years. No, oh, of course. Incidentally, did you know that Bruce Randolph came to talk to Joan just before... Mr. Randolph? Impossible. Why? Why, he's a very old and valued patron, my salon. He was seen leaving Joan's dressing room just before the fashion show. Impossible. Monsieur Lance, may I give you some advice? Uh, what has been, has been, eh? Digging into the past will do nobody any good. Look, Bill, I want to apologize... I must have been pretty far gone last night to barge in on you that way. No, I don't apologize, George. You were very cute. Yes, and Mr. Kincaid, you took an intense dislike to me. Oh, were you there? I don't remember you. I must have been a mess. Now you talked enough. Told us a very sad story about a birthday and a bracelet. Drunken nonsense, Bill. Drunken nonsense. Uh, do me a favor, will you? Forget it. Oh, but there are a couple of things I'd like to ask you about Bruce Randolph. Bill, Mr. Randolph has been a very good customer of mine for years. If what I told you should ever get out... I'm a dead duck. Bill, why don't you just give up and admit that you made a mistake? Oh, I know what's on your mind. But there's nothing to it. And if you won't listen to me, well, listen to the others. Inspector Harland, Henri Kincaid. I've listened to them. Well, I can't say I haven't tried. Would you mind dropping me off here? I have uh, more important things to do. Okay, Ulysses. I wouldn't want to break your date. And anyway, you're not interested in what Mrs. Randolph may have to say. Mrs. Randolph? No. No, I'm not. Mm. Uh, well, on second thought, I guess I do have time after all. <laughs> Stop kidding, Professor. You know, in the end, you always come along for the ride. Cozy little shack, isn't it? Very pretty. Yes, it's very pretty. 
I always did think, though, that 24 rooms was a little large. Oh, I don't know. In a pinch, you could turn this living room into a nice skating rink. Yes? You wish to see me? Oh, Mrs. Randolph, my name is Bill Lance. Mr. Lance? This is my friend, Professor Higgins. Oh, was it something connected with the university? Uh, no, no, Mrs. Randolph. I am not here in my official capacity. But my butler said you had an appointment with me. I don't remember making any such... Oh, you didn't, actually. I, I took the liberty of coming here to ask you a few questions about a friend of mine. Oh? Joan Adams. Joan Adams? I'm sorry, I, I don't understand. Well, she was a very close friend of your husband's. Perhaps that'll identify her for you. Who are you, Mr. Lance? Don't you know? Ulysses. Ed, Mrs. Randolph, I thought you'd appreciate my coming to see you before the police do. Police? Mr. Randolph was rather deeply involved with Miss Adams. Yes, I... I'm aware of that. Perhaps you don't realize how deeply. But what has that to do with the police? Joan Adams died yesterday afternoon. I'm sorry. She was murdered. Your husband happened to be in her dressing room at Henri's yesterday afternoon. There was an argument. He left suddenly and angrily, and almost immediately afterward, Joan collapsed. She died of, uh, poison. Poison? Bruce? What was the quarrel about? How far had he committed himself? But he couldn't have done it. She took the poison herself. Oh, no, Mrs. Randolph. I knew Joan Adams. May have been foolish, but she never ran away. What did she have to gain by killing herself? But your husband was in a real jam. He wasn't very discreet, you know. All of our reasons knew about him and Joan. Mr. Lance, I'm going to tell you something you don't know. I had luncheon with Joan Adams yesterday. Yes, about but please, was... Ulysses. I've never had any illusions about my husband. But I love him. So I accepted his romantic indulgences. I've even felt sorry for some of the girls. Especially when they took him too seriously. That's why I wanted to speak to Joan Adams. You understand that, Mr. Lance? She took him too seriously, huh? I had to find out. She laughed at me. How could a young girl like that know what... what a home means? How could she know how a wife feels? How could she understand that... you don't just give up everything that has meaning because of a whim? You think my husband killed her? No, Mr. Lance. I was the one who had to get rid of her. Well, there are less violent ways of handling that kind of a situation, Mrs. Randolph. You told me the police would be coming here. Y yes, yes. I'm quite willing to tell them what I've told you. And now, Mr. Lance, would you leave, please? I assure you that I'll be here when the police arrive. Well, now I've seen everything. Not a nerve in her body. Well, she made me feel like she was doing us a favor by confessing. Quite a gal, huh? Well, somebody's got to stick around and make sure she doesn't change her mind. Uh-huh. Yes, I guess you're right. Well, goodbye, Bill. Hey, well, wait a minute. I've got to call Inspector Holland, and I've got to run and catch Randolph before he leaves his office. Why, Randolph? Don't you think he might like to know what's happened? That's none of my... Well, if you're worried about your date, forget uh, it. Me? Oh, no, now... Ulysses, I'll guarantee that you keep your date. Even if I have to deliver Sandra to you personally. <laughs> No, I'm afraid not. Whatever gave you the idea I knew? Well, among other things, Mr. Randolph, this bracelet. I thought you might want it. After all, didn't you buy it for your wife's birthday? Where did you get that? From Joan, after she died. Died? She was poisoned. 
So, because I gave her that bracelet, you came here to blackmail me? Well, if you... No, no, that isn't why I came here. I just wanted to tell you that your wife had luncheon with Joan yesterday. She learned about the bracelet. And they talked about you over a couple of drinks. Rubbish. I thought you'd like to know also that your wife has just confessed that she murdered Joan. Murdered? Uh, Lance, uh, I'm a rotter. Don't apologize. But I've always been able to get away with it. Always been able to go back home and until this time. This time I, I lost my head. In Joan's dressing room yesterday afternoon? But, yes, yes. She threatened me. My wife. I, I went a little crazy. I... Oh? So now you're confessing to the murder of John Adams. Yes, right? yes, of course. I. Yeah, that's it. Well, then, Randolph, in that case, I'd hightail it out to your house. The police are on their way now to pick up your wife. Oh. <laughs> Surprise. What did you do with the professor? Well, he didn't really mean to stand you up. He was he was delayed oh. due to circumstances beyond his control. What happened? Oh, we got our murderer. Oh, was it really murder? Tell you all about it on the way out. Where are we going? I promised Ulysses would pick him up. Oh. We can always ditch him later. Well, 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 Miss Weston. Good evening. I hope William has explained. Oh, yes, he has, Professor Higgins. You're forgiven. Well, that's very nice of you. <laughs> very nice. Uh, Bill, the Randolphs are in the living room with Inspector Harland. You won't be needing us any longer, will you? Keep your shirt on, old boy. We can all go out together later. You don't mind, do you, Sandra? Take just a minute or two. Come on. <laughs> Inspector, it's quite unnecessary to make my wife endure this any longer. I've already told you that I did it, and I don't see any... That's not true. You know it's not. Just a minute, folks. Well, Lance, you're just in time to solve the solution. I got one murderer too many. Oh, it's not like you to complain when business is so good, Inspector. But I think we can settle this very quickly. Hello, Mr. Randolph, Mrs. Randolph. Hello, Mr. Randolph. Oh, oh, yes, I nearly forgot. Oh, Sandra, come on in. You both know Sandra Weston, of course. Now, wait a minute. I couldn't be mistaken. You do know one another... Or did once. As a matter of fact, that's why I brought Sandra here. To help us with our little problem. What do you mean, Bill? What's she got to do with all this? Well, she knows Mr. and Mrs. Randolph better than we do. Perhaps she can decide which one is telling the truth. I... I, I wouldn't want to take that, that responsibility. Oh, just for a moment. Imagine yourself as Joan, huh? Or better yet, think back a little while when you were in a very similar position. Weren't you? If you're wondering how I found out, well, it's pretty hard to keep a secret around a place like Henri's. But when you get expensive gifts from a jeweler like Kincaid, Mr. Randolph has always been very generous to his lady friends, hasn't he? You never asked me about that, Bill. I would have told you. It was over anyway. Don't you agree with me that it's pretty hard to imagine Mrs. Randolph killing Joan? She didn't kill you when you were involved with her husband. And when Mr. Randolph had a little trouble shaking you off after he became interested in Joan... He didn't kill you either. You seem to have all the answers. You told me about the luncheon date with Mrs. Randolph, about hearing Mr. Randolph in Joan's dressing room. You knew why Joan was agitated. The stage was all set. Joan had a headache, didn't she? Yes. You were very helpful. She wanted some aspirin, and so That's you... That's enough, Bill. Inspector, would you like another confession? Sandra, Sandra, you... Oh, oh Bruce, darling, you wouldn't believe me. I told you I'd never let anyone else... I... Oh, 
seems to be one night. Three confessions. But only one score, Inspector. Two don't count. least you could have told me about Sandra. Yeah, I wasn't too sure myself until the Randolphs were cleared. You mean they were cleared when they confessed? Oh, sure. That eliminated them. You see, in shielding each other, they showed how they would behave in a crisis. Uh-huh. We've got a motive for them right there. But if either one of them had murdered Joan, they wouldn't have left that bracelet on her arm. That dazzling bit of evidence would have inevitably committed one or both of them with a murder. I see. But what first made you think it might be Sandra? Sandra herself. She told me she'd been with Henri a long time. And Henri told me Randolph had been an old customer. Uh-huh. She recognized his voice in Joan's dressing room. She called him Bruce and then caught herself. Well, once I knew that, it was comparatively easy to check up on history and find out more about Randolph and Sandra. And then I had the motive. Yes, but Sandra. Why did it have to be Sandra? Oh, Ulysses. <laughs> Underneath that solemn, austere mask of yours is a heart just palpitating with romance. (laughs) Too bad your dream girl turned out to be Lucretia Borgia. You have been listening to another in the series of intriguing mysteries starring Gerald Moore as Bill Lance with Howard McNair as Ulysses Higgins. Tonight's supporting cast included Cliff Clark as Inspector Holland, Georgia Ellis as Sandra, Leon Velasco as Henri, Lois Corbett as Mrs. Randolph, Paul McVeigh as Mr. Randolph, Charles Calvert as Kincaid, music composed and played by Rex Corey. Join us again next week, same time, over most of these same ABC stations, when we bring you another of Bill Lance's strange experiences in a story titled Special Delivery. This Bill Lance adventure, Death Wears a New Dress, was written by Barbara and Milton Merlin and directed by Dwight Hauser. Now, here's a special program note. David Harding steps into a hotbed of intrigue in the case of the phony passport paper. Don't miss David Harding Counterspy this afternoon on the same ABC station. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, I enjoyed this one. I did think that his uh, solution that if either the husband or the wife had committed the murder, they would have taken the bracelet with them. It's kind of making a big bet on people thinking clearly in a very emotional situation. Criminals do make these sort of mistakes in real life. I I think it's tricky in fiction because you don't want to rely too much on your criminal being stupid or making a dumb mistake. But you also want to have that realism that criminals do make mistakes. But other than that, this episode was a lot of fun. I continue to enjoy just the relationship between Bill and Ulysses. And of course, Howard McNear is always a lot to listen to. And this is a recurring role where he's able to play to the eccentricity that so many of his uh, characters uh, possess, you know, even in the one-shots where he's playing suspects on something like I'll Let George Do It or Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. 
Also, we got to hear Leon Belasco uh, in something other than The Man Called X. That was a question, you know, Bill asked like a few months back. And so it was nice to be able to illustrate that on the program. The idea of a criminologist using psychological clues to solve crimes is not was not unheard of during the golden age of radio. Uh, we played a series a few years back called The Crime Files of Flamond. However, I think this series is actually a bit more enjoyable to uh, listen to. It's got quite a bit more charm, and the music element uh, works well too. Alright, well now I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Vincent, Patreon supporter since June of 2019, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thanks so much for your support, Vincent. And that will uh, do it for today. A reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast, be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you download the episodes from. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X. Then coming up this Thursday, we'll be bringing you Billy Swift, Boy Detective. And we'll be back next Tuesday with one more episode of The Adventures of Bill Lance. And then next Thursday, we'll be getting started with Philo Vance. And next Saturday, we'll be getting started with Tales of the Texas Rangers. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.